Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And as always, I am joined by Jim and Alberto. How's it going, guys? I'm good. Doing quite all right. Awesome. It's been quite the eventful weekend for us, uh, at least uh, for us down here in Texas. Alberto, why don't you talk a little (laughs) bit about what we had going on? Oh, we had uh, the mighty oak himself Mm -hmm. fly his giant self down down here and come hang out for the weekend and it was full of barbecue and gym sessions and cookouts and me burning a meal and <laughs> good times had all around <laughs> it wasn't that burned number one number two it was delicious regardless of the fact that it was a little crispy on the outside and uh, so yeah there, there's no uh, no issues with that um and so <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it was quite eventful. There was also a little bit of drinking that went on, thanks to some uh, gifts that uh, the Mighty Oaks brought down with him. Uh, I might be sipping on a little bit of my gift tonight. Um, And so it was uh, great. Lots and lots of barbecue. Um, We uh, took took him out to Cruz Barbecue in Lockhart, Texas, which was excellent. And then we tried a couple other local places here in the Austin area. And then, of course, Alberto's Carnitas, uh, which was amazing, um, even though it was a little uh, extra, deep, you know, deep fried. That's OK, though. Um, that's OK. OK, so, uh, Jim, how about you? What, what's been going on for your Labor Day weekend? Um, I lived vicariously through you guys. <laughs> I just I just watched from afar and. And uh, enjoy the scenery from southern Indiana down to Texas and uh, the shenanigans. And you, I, I, I am a little disappointed that um, I put in the request for you to take a dry erase board. So every, you know, uh, barbecue joint that you went to, you wrote, you know, the Keto Men's Club was here or something like that. But maybe that we can have, have that happen at some point down the line. Uh, but otherwise, uh, life uh, is just ongoing and good. It's uh the favorite time of year for me it's the burr month so starting to enjoy some cooler weather and uh no complaints no complaints at all well this week's episode is a little bit different than normal so we're going to dive right into the shout outs real quick and uh whatnot but before we do let's go ahead and recap a couple different things uh a, a couple different ways that our listeners can get in contact with us and uh just a, a quick reminder if you haven't already please go ahead and subscribe on whatever platform you subscribe on. We don't want you to miss an episode because some of these stories that are being shared by our, uh, by our guests are just absolutely phenomenal and you do not want to miss out on them. So please subscribe. And if you get the chance to share the word, leave a, leave a review, all that stuff helps to make sure that the, uh, the word gets spread about the keto man's club podcast uh, so that uh, more people can uh, hear the good news about keto as a man. I don't know. That sounds a little evangelistic, but I'm going with it. Uh, okay. So ways that you all can... the people said, amen. Yes. Uh, 
So ways to connect with us uh, are, incl- are basically all outlined at theketomansclub.com. You can go straight to that website. You'll see a link for our Facebook page, for our podcast, and to all of our socials, including our own um, Instagram for the podcast, which is Keto Man's Club Podcast. So check out theketomansclub.com. We kind of reworked that a little bit. And so now that is uh, kind of a hub that you can get access to everything Keto Man's Club related. So uh, that's all I'll say about that for now. Um, so let's get into our shout outs. Jim, how about we start with you? Well, I want to shout out to a gentleman who's been a part of our group for quite a while. And as we were talking before um, we started the recording, I don't know that we've ever given him some shout outs. Now, this gentleman, um, his name is Carl and uh, Carl K. And it's not just the initial, but his last name is K. Um, he is one of those people that um, you can tell by the by his posts and his wording and the photos and everything. He's one of those people that you want to meet at an airport bar or restaurant mm-hmm. and get to know and become buddies with because he's just He's living his best life, I think. Um, he just turned uh, 56 a couple of weeks or so back. Um, he posts these wonderful photos um, from across the globe. He's he's had a career. With, uh, he's a former CEO and founder of a company and just kind of one of those uh, remarkable people. He's a cancer survivor. He's gone through all kinds of things personally, and you just... Like I said, he's one of those people that I would love to meet and get to know more about. So um, my shout out is to Carl K for just being a consistent, level-headed, sound member of our group and always being honest and encouraging to our guys. He's absolutely that. He's absolutely that. I, I see the posts that he posts and, uh, you know, the, there's the commercial with the world's most interesting man. And I, I think yes. we need to dub Carl uh, the Keto Man's Club, most interesting man. Uh, yes. I'm fine with that. And, and he actually did spawn the hashtag, be like, well, not he didn't. In his honor, the hashtag got, be like Carl, got spawned. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, Alberto, how about yours? Well, mine's uh, very interesting this week, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give out his full name. Um, this this uh, young man, because he's younger than I am, uh, was actually a fellow ulcerative colitis warrior. And uh, I met him actually online, as I meet most people, <laughs> in, in uh, one of the support groups. And we got to chatting, and he used keto in the past, and, uh, and it helped him out. But he kind of fell off and gained a bunch of weight, and uh, he was trying to get back into the military. So uh, we went back and forth, and I gave bounced around a bunch of ideas. He had some very, very big goals to get to in order to, to, to get to reenlist again, and he was able to... Uh, shed a ridiculous amount of weight in a very short amount of time, uh, pass his physical, uh, re-enlist in the military. And uh, my good friend Brad Osborne just uh, posted today with a beautiful picture of him and his wife that he made it through basic. And he's off to whatever's next for him, which I think he said was like some kind of chemical something or other training. But yeah, I mean, if uh, you would have seen what this guy went through in order just to, to quite literally make the cut, like I was, I was even warning him. I'm like, look, you do what you got to do, but the, the way you're approaching it is extreme, but you need extreme to do what you are trying to accomplish. And the man stuck to it, uh, lost the weight, got in good enough shape to, to achieve his goal. And, and now he's reaping the benefits. So way to go, Brad. 
Absolutely. Great job. Agreed. We, there was a lot of conversation before he went to basic on things that he could do to enhance his his work and get the, the most out of it. And, and he obviously did it. So that's really, uh, really pretty cool. So uh, my shout out's a little bit different this week. Uh, Walt Lucas uh, posted a link to a news article. And this event is just so ridiculously awesome that I just had to talk about it. So we'll, we'll, we'll have a little discussion about this. The, the head, the, the title of the news article from CNN.com. So that's not like the onion. This is not satire people. <laughs> this is supposedly at least as far as you can trust CNN real life. And so teenage boy goes blind after existing on Pringles and French fries. And apparently the 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 way that this is this is spelled out is that he was eating a diet completely of french fries and pingle, pringles and white bread almost exclusively for a long period of time and he showed up at the doctor's office at 14 complaining of tiredness i wonder why shocker um <laughs> and then you know can Continued to, to, to move on his BMI, you know, well, actually he says he wasn't taking any medica- medication, had normal BMI, which, you know, just kind of reinforces that the body mass index is kind of uh, BS um, and height and showed no visible signs of malnutrition. So he didn't look malnourished, but all he was eating was Pringles, chips and fries. And um, they discovered very low B12 levels and anemia, treated the patient with that, um, offered some dietary advice. Uh, one, year, one year later... Eat a sandwich, please. Yes, please. Right. Sandwich, anything. Um, there was, was, there's, there's nothing in the article that mentions that he's allergic to meat or anything no, like that. No, is there's nothing. Chris? No, I mean, I'm not seeing any... I'm no. just going to live off tubes of Pringles. Exactly. Indefinitely. Okay. That, that's pretty much exactly what I'm reading here. So he, he started showing signs of hearing loss and vision symptoms, but the bo- doctors did not find the cause. <laughs> Lord. Um, his pass? vision had worsened to the point of blindness by 17 years of age. And the doctors identified B12 deficiency, low copper and selenium levels and high zinc levels reduced vitamin d levels it just goes on and on essentially he got diabetes he had blindness due to uh, nutritional optic neuropathy and he it's all because he just ate starches and carbs and that was it and it's ridiculous and nobody should do that nobody 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 eat real food people let's not neglect that like he ate the possible, arguably the worst variety of starches oh, yeah. and carbs. Right. <laughs> it's not like the guy was trying to just live off potatoes and rice. And, oh, he no, he no. went completely the other direction. No, it, it was it was potatoes, supposedly. Uh, it well. was just highly pro- – <laughs> exactly. Highly processed potatoes um, it, it, in bad oils and all of that stuff. It just – hopefully everyone who's listening to this podcast knows the value, the value of real food. But this just underlines all the more that, you know, we really need real food. It's not a, it's not a want. It's not a, uh, it's not just a nice thing to, to do to be a little more healthy. We absolutely need real food in our diets. And so, 
Um, hopefully nobody listening to this has that issue, but if you do, hopefully this will encourage like let a little bit of a fire under your butt to, to get after it and like really and seriously eat real food. Um, real quick, where uh-huh. was this? Where was this person? This family located? Let's see here, let's see if does the it say in the says. article. I'm right. just curious. Nah, Florida, <laughs> <laughs> Bristol, Bristol Medical Center. So I'm thinking this is in Australia. Um, okay. Yeah, that that's not Florida. Yeah, not not Florida. Um, yeah, the King's College London was critical of the case reports. Yeah, it's this is definitely happening uh, in in the UK sphere of things, at least. Um, from, from this those. guy needs to be like Carl. Yes, this yes. guy definitely needs to be like. Yes, Carl. good call. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's hopefully that was a wasn't a bummer for anyone, but I, I hope I hope it's an encouragement. I really do. Um, with all of that said, let's go ahead and talk about what today's episode is. I had the pleasure to get to sit down with one of the – he wouldn't consider himself a big name, but he's one of the guys that got me started on keto, um, and at least in the understanding of keto. And it was Carl Franklin from the Two Keto Dudes. He's still doing the podcast. He's doing it now with uh, with Carrie Brown, who is a good friend of mine and who I uh, – you know, she said – she reached out to me via text message a couple a couple weeks ago. Said you need to have Carl on the show, and I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say to Carrie Brown when she tells you you need to do something. Yes, ma'am. So we uh, we had him in, and because we couldn't get all three of us on the line, it was kind of a solo interview um, and 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 whatnot. And so we're gonna roll that uh, interview right now and then uh, we'll come back to the three of us and we'll kind of talk about our impressions of of it it was a really uh, enjoyable conversation so I hope that you enjoy it uh, as a listeners and uh, then we'll be right back okay well here we are uh, virtually uh, uh, with uh, Carl Franklin. This is my uh, second time getting to do a solo one-on-one interview with someone, uh, but I'm, I'm uh, this time it's, it's remotely and that's okay. That that's fine. We got, um, I'm, I'm excited to get to do this uh, because uh, our, our guest Carl Franklin today, he, he's one of the guys that kind of helped me get started with keto. I found the two keto dudes uh, podcast pretty early on. And uh, it's been it, it's been a, a great resource for me, both as an as a beginner, but also to understand the science as that matured. And so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to and ex- uh, excited to get to to know Carl a little bit deeper, because that's that's what we wanted to have him on for. It's not just uh, uh, to talk about podcasts. So, Carl, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. on. I'm ha- I'm happy to be here, Chris. Thank you. So let's let's go ahead and talk about Carl because that's uh, where where we like to start. We, the, the keto journey is is a journey, and so it always starts somewhere. Where did Carl start? Carl started with uh, a diagnosis of type two diabetes after being overweight for much of his adult life. <laughs> I um <clears throat> yeah I I was a fast food junkie and didn't take care of myself and ate like I used to eat, you know, before I went to college. And actually, when I went to college the first time, you know, they talk about the freshman 40. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mine was like the freshman 40 that never went away. And then a few years later, um, 
I quit smoking and gained like 50 more, 60 more, and just that never went away. And just, you know, struggled with it a long time. I mean, this is going to sound familiar, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people like me out there that just struggled with weight their whole life. Of course, later I learned that, you know, the reasons why. Um, and uh, when I learned about insulin and all the science in there. And, you know, I did Atkins in the 90s, like most people, mm -hmm. and had success like most people. And then I just, people started scaring me. You know, doctors would tell me I was going to destroy my kidneys and like all these, you know, I'm going to have a heart attack because of all the fat that I was eating and a lot of finger wagging. Mm -hmm. And uh, the science really wasn't out until, you know, Eric Westman, uh, you know, went to went to uh, Atkins and uh, did the science. But so anyway, um, uh, my highest, I was like 300 and what was I 379 I think I was mm -hmm. and then um I and lost weight and this is before keto yeah how, but how I, tall I, are, I was just, doing keto I'm I'm 510 okay so about I was about doing keto but I didn't what so you're about about my height is is what I was saying yeah so, so I'm 510 um 377 pounds I knew that the low carb diet worked before so I just dove dug into it I didn't know I was doing keto but of course I was I was you know, eating fat, really fatty meats and stuff and and um, just trying to eat one meal a day and maybe um, a little bit at night, but not much. <clears throat> and I, I lost some serious weight. And then, of course, you know, you plateau and you don't know why and uh, you get frustrated and say, screw it, I'm going to eat what I want mm -hmm. and weight comes back on. And I went back up to 366. After getting down to like 320, I believe I was at, 318, mm -hmm. and um, went back up. And then um, that's when I got the diabetes diagnosis in, in June 2015. And then uh, a friend of mine, Mark Miller, got prostate cancer. And he saw the research by Dom Diagostino mm -hmm. and uh, Seyfried, Thomas Seyfried that the combination of a ketogenic diet and uh, exogenous ketones and um, a hyperbaric oxygen chamber was the most effective at extending the life of mice that were given cancer. So he did all three of those, and he did it for cancer. He's not overweight. Mm -hmm. He had stage four prostate cancer, and he refused... Uh, um, chemotherapy and radiation. He also refused a uh, surgery that would have left him impotent. Mm -hmm. And he uh, basically went under the knife and they got it all out and he's been cancer free ever since. And that was in uh, the, I can't remember when the surgery was, mm -hmm. but he got diagnosed in November, 2015. So at that point he said, Hey, I'm doing this. And my wife, Karen, who's also a friend of mine is doing it too. <clears throat> she's doing it for weight loss and and all this. So, and I said, you know what? I got diabetes. I'm I'm in. If you guys are in, I'll do it with you. And I knew I had to lean in hard, but of course, I was still afraid. And um, Mark Miller's boss at one time was Richard Morris. Okay. And 
So I was friends with Richard Morris on Facebook in a couple of years before I had seen Richard uh, sort of flaunting his success at reversing diabetes and losing weight. And Richard is, you know, who he is. I mean, mm-hmm. how he is. He's so research minded. He's so science minded. He's a software guy like mm-hmm. me. And he did all the research, finally figured out that what we've been told is all wrong. And he said, I did, I had success uh, in spite of doing exactly the opposite of what the Australian Diabetes Association told me to do. Yeah. When he followed their advice, he became sicker and more diabetic. And they told him, it, like everybody else knows, it's a progressive disease and you know, you'll never get better. We're going to medicate you so that your HbA1c never goes below seven, which is diabetes, right? Mm-hmm. So they did, so the standard of care is diabetes, and you live with it, right? <laughs> and by the way, go ahead and have that bagel with, you know, yeah. whatever. So, um, you know, when I leaned into it, and he, Richard, shared all of the all the great research, and I just devoured it, and I was like, you know what? This is pretty compelling and convincing. I'm not going to be afraid of this anymore. And um, and I did it. My doctor who had never seen anybody do what I did. Mm-hmm. She had no idea what was going on. She's like, she went from, my God, you're falling apart, to you are a rock star. Look at you. I can't believe this. I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. And she said, however, your cholesterol is through the roof. <laughs> You know, sit down. You're going to stroke out at any minute. She was completely panicked. And I said, well, can you show me any evidence that says, uh, you know, any science that says that elevated levels of LDL mean are a marker for heart disease or a precursor to heart disease or cause heart disease or even Mm -hmm. associated with heart disease? And she said, no. I said, well, then if we don't know that for sure, then why don't we measure heart disease? How can we do that? How can you not look for imaginary markers or unknown possible markers, but what are real markers of heart disease? And she said, well, we have people that are fine and then they stroke out and we come in, we do a carotid artery scan and they have placking. Mm -hmm. So I could order a carotid artery ultrasound for you. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Nothing. Came back clean as a whistle. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, okay, I'm, I've, I'm convinced. And uh, she wasn't convinced, however. She was still afraid. And, you know, I had sort of plateaued out at that point anyway. So she was then more focused on the weight than on all of my health markers that I've completely improved. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I told her was, how is it possible that all of these health markers improve except for this one and you can't even provide any evidence that it means anything? Oh, and by the way, check out these studies yeah. that show the opposite. So I, I, after that, um, I sort of changed my doctor because mm-hmm. she, she wouldn't read anything and she was still uh, afraid of it even though she didn't have any scientific leg to stand on. Yeah, there's a lot of us that have had to fire our doctors. I lucked out my uh, my the the primary doctor that I end up going to. He's actually a PA with my urologist office who administrates my uh, testosterone replacement. 
He is totally on board. He's just, you do whatever you need to do. If keto is what works for you, that's awesome. I do it. He does it cyclically. Like he'll just do it every now and again, lose some weight and gain some back, lose some weight and gain some back. But I, you know, I'm, but he sees the, the, the results I've seen and he's like, dude, just do it. You're doing great. Keep it up. Yeah. Uh, And so I, I I lucked out, but not all the doctors out there are, are that way. Um, what did you find surprising along the way? Did you uh, did you have to struggle with anything in particular along the way, or did it kind of once you went keto and once you dug in, um, was it easier, or was it you know was there lingering? Yeah, things? I mean, the easiest thing was oh, I get to buy new kitchen gadgets mm-hmm. and consider it medical equipment. That's, <laughs> that was my justification because. I considered food to be medicine, mm-hmm. and I still do to this yes. day. And therefore, you know, you'll spend $150 a week on medication that comes out of your pocket, mm-hmm. even though you're and paying insurance, mm-hmm. but you won't spend $50 on an Instapot or a pressure cooker, right? Or $100 on a sous vide uh, precision cooker stick, you mm-hmm. know? That's just crazy. Yeah. So I decided I was going to just eat the most delicious, hyper palatable keto food I could possibly make. Mm-hmm. And that's where I focused my attention just on making really good food. And yeah, it was easy. It was, and, and I, you know, you go about it and you just lose the hunger and all of the things that I didn't realize how badly, uh, I didn't realize how bad I felt mm-hmm. until I felt good. Yeah. And then, you know, I had fallen off the horse a couple of times and it was painful. It was literally like I couldn't walk. You know, I had pain and I lived with this every day and I just didn't care. I didn't realize how bad I felt. But I tell you what, though, um, it's a journey. And, and I was always into measuring my blood glucose in response to food. And, you know, I, I had enjoyed this solid low blood sugar for a while. And after about a month, I think I found myself at Taco Bell at three o'clock in the morning, drive through, whatever. And the next day I looked at my glucose and it shot up high. Mm -hmm. And then I went right back on the horse, right? Mm -hmm. I went right back to bacon and eggs. And I noticed that it took a long time to come down to a hundred, a long, long time. Like it took three days. Yeah. Okay. Now, what's surprising, you asked me, is that here we are three years later, you know, more than three years later. Yeah. And I, I fell off the wagon. This is just a few weeks ago. I had a, I had a, I decided to have a carby meal. Sure. And I looked at my glucose and it spiked really high. It spiked like to 200 something. Okay. And then in three hours... Mm-hmm. Three or four hours, it was back down to 120, and by the end of the day, it was at 100 again. So that tells me that I have, I was insulin resistant mm-hmm. because it takes more insulin to get the glucose into the cells, mm-hmm. right? And it takes longer to come down. Insulin has to stay higher longer. Yeah, but now I'm insulin sensitive. My insulin works. Okay. Mm-hmm. It made me fatter. <laughs> sure. 
But it got the sugar out of my blood. Yeah. Quickly. It works. And, you know, I noticed that my wife, when she, um, she is not keto. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she likes to watch her blood sugar anyway. And she'll have like a glass of orange juice and it'll spike up and an hour later it's down. Yeah. That's insulin sensitivity. Yeah. So I was really surprised that, you know, after doing keto for so long, you know, you, you, yeah. you can change your insulin sensitivity and make it better. Yeah. It's that's just a, great. That's a sign of metabolic healing. You, you always, yep. uh, Richard, I think, I'm not sure if he, I'm sure he didn't coin it, but he uses the term uh, metabolically deranged. And I, that's right. I latched onto that early on. I'm going, my metabolism is just not healthy. It's like mentally deranged, only it's metabolically deranged. And I, yeah, I just, that's right. I like that that way of looking at it because it does. It puts that different uh, spin on it, makes it a little easier to uh, understand the importance of having it uh, be healthy. And uh, and yeah. yeah, your 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 example of of you know the very slow drop versus the 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 faster response. That's a really cool observation. That's not something I've heard uh, described in other places. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um. So let's so let's talk at least uh, from a, you know a high level biomarkers then versus now. What was your A one C before? What is it now? Oh, okay. Uh, things like that. It was seven point four at its highest. So unlike uh, Richard and a few of our other friends who were up in the tens and elevens, I never got that bad. But mm-hmm. but yeah, it was seven point four. And uh, who knows, it could have been higher, but when I measured it, you know, when the doctor measured it and gave me the diagnosis, that's what it was. And uh, now it's it's under five. So I'm, I'm, um, my blood sugar is like 70 to 80 most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I haven't checked my other markers since I went to Dr. Barry, but um, they were all great. Yeah, and my I'm I am the LDL hyper responder. My HDL is high, and my LDL is also high. Um, last time I checked, my trigs were about 130, I think. I can't remember exactly, but so yeah, my HDL to trig ratio is pretty good. Yeah, and I just feel great. So yeah. well, there's feeling, that. Feeling great is always uh, a, a, the the one of the best markers to to go off of. Uh, yeah. My uh, my 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 doctor that I go to for my testosterone. He's, he's that's one of the things. He's just like, how do you feel? Okay, right. it doesn't matter what the numbers say. As you know, the numbers are a good good measuring stick to kind of say. But if your numbers are are great, but you don't feel good, then they're not right for you. I did a fast with my wife mm-hmm. um, once, and she lasted four days, and. Uh, she she felt okay, but she was a lot more hungry than I was, of course, because she's not keto. You know, sure. she went through that adaptation pretty quickly. But her blood sugar got down to sixty, and her ketones were over seven at one point. And I said to Doctor Barry, who's my doctor, mm-hmm. Doctor Ken Barry, should I be concerned? <laughs> and he said, "How does she feel? Mm-hmm. She feels fine. I mean, she's hungry, but she feels fine." He says, "Then don't worry about it." You know, um, that's not ketoacidosis. Mm-hmm. That's just high ketones. And the reason they're probably higher than, you know, mine would be and mine were, mine were, you know, two or three when I was fasting is that 
she's producing more ketones, but not taking them up so fast because mm-hmm. her body doesn't really know yet how, what to do with them at yeah. that volume. Yeah, so, it's not keto adapted. Body's still looking for glucose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the cells aren't aren't looking for the looking for t- uh, the use of the ketones, and that that makes sense. That and that's why a lot of people will see a spike in their in their ketone levels once they finally get you know into yeah. eating keto, but then eventually they see it drop, and then they're chasing this high number. Yeah, it doesn't and, matter. And it, it it's like no, don't don't worry about it. Uh, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are moving to. Uh, a breath ketone measurement like the ketonics uh, instead of a blood ketone because blood ketones is that's like fuel in the tank versus what you're using the air uh, that the ketonics is able to measure uh, at least a little cl- more closely what you're using versus mm. because it's the the remainder of you know the byproduct of how much you've converted yeah as far as i'm concerned you're either in ketosis or you're not mm-hmm. you yep. know and if you're in ketosis, your body's using ketones. And if you're not, your body's using glucose. It's it's not completely a binary switch in my mind. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm 0. 0.5, I'm happy. Yeah. You know? I, 0. 0.5, no glucose, no mm-hmm. sugar. Great. Mm-hmm. I'm using ketones. Yeah. So, And I know I am because I'm not falling over dead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so you were on insulin at one point in time? Never. Never. So you didn't get on that train, which is good. Uh, are you on any other drugs uh, or were nope. you on any other drugs and then come off? Well, of when I first got diagnosed, she gave me metformin mm-hmm. and a statin. Okay. And like a good sheep, I took them. Okay. Um, metformin, I probably could stand to take. I know that's really safe. But at one point um, after starting keto, I just stopped taking them. Uh-huh. She wasn't happy about that, but she couldn't argue with the results. So... Sure. Yeah. And so I never had any other medication, but I just do remember she was treating me as if, you know, has it happened yet? Has it happened yet? Like, (laughs) you know, she's waiting for me to develop more symptoms. Like she asked me uh, if I had any tingling in my toes. Yeah. Like she was just waiting for the next prescription Mm -hmm. to give me. Do you know what I mean? And and that's what doctors do that don't understand the the biochemistry of what's happening in your body when you eat carbohydrates. Yeah. Well, the, there's a big conversation amongst the, the, the keto community about the, the fact that doctors really, they are treated to di- to diagnose issues and apply a medicine to that issue. They really aren't uh, treating symptoms. They're treating, not, they're not treating systems symptoms or they're, yes, they're treating symptoms, not root cause. And so, right. uh, I'm, I, I do tech support for a living. You're a programmer, so you think this way too. We think in, in, from a, an engineering standpoint, I'm, whenever I get an issue you know, from a customer that, uh, that's on my phone, what yeah. I'm looking at with them is going, okay, what is the actual root cause for your computer not to work the way that it does, you know, that it's supposed to? And so, yeah. I, you know, we both think systematically, you know, you and Richard uh, are – probably even more uber uh, engineering because you're programmers so it's it's a little bit different uh but you're mindset. a diagnostician exactly that's your trade exactly and so yeah. I, I always look at things from a root cause and so for me when i heard about insul- uh, insulin sensitivity you know sensitivity versus sensitivity and insulin resistance and all of the 
you know, the, the logistics of that part of the engineering system in, in my body, I'm like, wait, that's why I'm fat. <laughs> it just yeah. made sense. It just yep. made sense. Well, you know, think about it from a doctor's perspective. Mm-hmm. They don't know what causes all of these things. And for us to have figured out that the standard American diet is the cause of obesity mm-hmm. is uh, unheard of. Like the, to to have such an easy intervention, and it is an easy intervention, let's face yes, it. it really it's is. just food, right? Mm-hmm. It's just unheard of. So they're not used to having, to knowing what root causes of these diseases are mm-hmm. they don't know yeah. and they don't want to know that's not their job their job is just to look so they don't have a, a test case for this no. how to react when somebody figures out you know how to stop the disease they don't know that because they've never seen it because yeah. who knows i just want to treat your symptoms right yeah. and they and not they're also used to having people who are overweight and you know diabetic mm-hmm. and telling them eat better and exercise more and they don't do it Mm-mm. so now they're used to patients not following their um their lifestyle advice so why bother mm-hmm. you know from their perspective there is no cure there is no thing that they have any control of that their patients can do their patients won't follow it anyway mm-hmm. So, so I think I, you know, I, I used to be mad at doctors and I, you know, I I can't blame them because they don't have this frame of reference, but at the same time, it's up to us to educate our doctors and, and try to convince them to take us seriously and say, look, if you're not going to do research and, you know, read the science and look at the outcomes, read, at least read the Verta study, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to do that, I'm going to another doctor. And I won't recommend you to anybody who asks me if you, I know a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to do that. And I learned that from the hard way. And, you know, Ken Barry, all, his book is all about that. It's about change your doctor or change your doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I have the book. Um, it's in my backpack and I have yet to be able to actually sit down and read it the way that I would like to. And so one of these days I'm going to, I'm going to fix that. Um, I probably am just going to get the audio version of it because that's going to help out a lot. Our friend Jimmy Moore, uh, was the one that was nice enough to record that I believe. And so, uh, I am looking forward to, to digging into that and, and hearing it. It's probably all stuff that I know by this point. Um, but it will be, um, uh, it will be be nice to uh, to actually hear it uh, or, yep. or, or read it fully. Um, mm-hmm. So, have you been caught off guard or surprised by anything along the way on your journey, um, whether it be a physical ability or or something like that? What, oh what- yeah, well there is there's a, a a story that I'll tell um, when my wife and I were dating. Uh, she used to be the one who was always five steps ahead of me and I was winded, you know, and I'd be like, slow down. I don't walk that fast. Right. (laughs) And then, you know, after, I think it was six months after or whatever, when I was in, you know, peak condition relative to now and then, right. Uh, we were walking, uh, in, uh, there was a hill we were going up and I said, I'll meet you at the top of the hill. And I just like, boom. 
Like, uh, no, not winded. Just I was at the bottom of the hill. Then I was at the top of the hill. Then I turned around. She was still at the bottom of the hill. And I wasn't even winded. It was it was just amazing. Um, getting the sensation like I just have to get up and move. I, I want to run up the stairs. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Running upstairs feels good. And I'm like, who am I? You know? Yep. That surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. Yep. I've had yeah. similar moments whenever I'm in the gym weightlifting and going, wait, I enjoy this. Yeah, when, this is fun. When did that Feels happen? good. <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're you're a musician in a fairly successful local band up there in New England, um, the Franklin Brothers mm-hmm. Band, and and I really enjoy your stuff. I, I I'm oh, thankful. Thanks. I'm thankful that I, you guys have stuff on YouTube because I can't make it to New England anytime soon. I'm yeah. I, I, I'm going to try to get to Keto Fest next year. I'm going to try. I'm not. I can't oh, make cool. any promises, but um, I'm going to try. Uh, but you know. Have you seen any side effects in that regard? I know I've noticed a couple things like my stamina for playing acoustic, um, as rhythmic as and moving as that can be. Sometimes I found whenever I was at my heaviest that my stamina just wasn't there. And now oh, yeah. I've got all the stamina. What what have you noticed? I'll tell you what I've noticed. So um, before I went keto and in the band, uh, I'd my fingers would cramp up mm-hmm. and they'd lock like especially my uh ring finger on my left hand so i'm playing bar chords a lot you know mm-hmm. we we don't do capo stuff like we play yeah. in key that the song is in mm-hmm. sometimes it's in you know um uh, well needless to say i'm playing a lot of bar chords all night yeah and so my um my finger would cramp up towards the end of the night sometimes i couldn't play the last song and I'd have to like take my left hand off my guitar and mm-hmm. sort of shake it and yeah. and try to relax it so that I could finish the song. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then after the night is over, now this is a 10-piece band and we have a lot of gear. Yeah, like, you do. Everybody has microphones and stands and we have headphone extension cables because we do in-ear monitoring. So there's a lot of breakdown. Sure. And I'm just wiped. Like I have mm-hmm. to sit down. Da- I would have to sit down, and I I couldn't I couldn't do it. I went and set up. Like I did a lot of setup, so I didn't feel guilty about not, you know, doing so much. But I would essentially just get a chair, plunk it down in the middle of the stage, and just bend over and pick up cables and wrap them. Like I couldn't do it standing up at the end of the night. And then you know now it's now we stay after at the bar, or whatever, have a drink, and now it's like two o'clock in the morning and I got to load the stuff into the car, take it to the studio and pull it out and bring it, you know, I'm just completely tapped Yeah. at this point. Now fast forward to post keto and especially, um, uh, especially fasting. Mm-hmm. I found that if I fasted before a gig, I could hit the notes better, higher, hold them longer, never cramped. And at the end of the night I'm energized. Yeah. I, I I can do whatever. I, I go, you know, I have no problems. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, there is a definite performance benefit physically. And, you know, I, you could say it's the weight. Like, yes, I dropped a lot of weight. But, I mean, that's just being tired yeah. and run down. That just didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I notice uh, with 
me having a day job and doing podcasts and video editing and trying to burn the candle all around, not just at both ends. Um, I, as long as I get a day or two of rest every now and again, I just (laughs) can keep going and going and going at times. And, you know, I'll get up and, you know, go to the day job and do my 10 hours and, I still have energy. I can still do stuff. And, and, you know, like you, I've noticed that my stamina playing, uh, you know, guitar or keyboard, you know, I have, I've got plenty of stamina for that. I do find that my vocal range is a little bit better, more consistent. You know, there's these little things that have changed that I am coming away going, okay, didn't really expect that. (laughs) So it's been nice. Right. Right. Nice. Um, so as we start to wind down, because I know you have things going on, and I don't want to take too much of your time, let's talk really quickly about uh, what your experience has been, uh, or from your perspective, having started Two Keto Dudes, the podcast, and what that has resulted in for you. Uh, because that's been a great resource for a lot of people, but from your from your perspective, what's that been like? Well, um, we started it as a commitment device for me mm-hmm. to stick me to the diet, right? Which was great because, you know, and not only that, but I wanted to share my success with people and I wanted to document the, the process, you know, mm-hmm. uh, warts and all, you yeah. know, there was no, there was no holding back. There was no coloring the truth. It was, you know, this is what happened this week. And here's, uh, here's some more research, right? Yeah. So it was great. Um, And, you know, having a friend like Richard, who's uh, so good at, you know, finding the science and discovering what's not really science. And uh, and then, of course, talking to all these brilliant people we got. I can't believe the people that I've met and Mm -hmm. talked to. I can't. I mean, the culmination of it was this summer at Keto Fest. Stephen Finney was in my house (laughs) eating eating my food and having a great time. Yeah. I mean, just, just blew me away. You know, I was like, I can't believe I'm pinch me. Yeah. We talked to Tim Noakes, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but just the, you know, celebrity factor aside, mm-hmm. um, these people are so smart. Like Zoe Harcomb. Yeah. She is just amazing. And her, her job is to pick apart science when it comes out and say, you know, this is why we can't take this study seriously. And and there's only a few things you have to look for, but she knows them and she shares them. And I, th- I learned a lot by talking to Zoe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, getting to talk with the brilliant people has been amazing. I know I get to work and interact with Danny Vega and, uh, you know, Keto Savage, Robert Sykes. So, you know, on a a regular basis now, because I I work for them, uh, Mm -hmm. work with them. And it's, it's great to be able to be a part of all of that. And they're geniuses in their own right from a different perspective. Um, and so it's been, been really awesome to, to do that. And it's not about celebrities because honestly they don't act like celebrities. They're just regular guys. Uh, but they, they definitely, are dedicated to their work. So one of the other things that you created uh, at some point in time, or had a had a hand in, was the ketogenic forum, and yes, uh, and and all of that. That's been a great resource. What's been your takeaway from that? What's been your favorite? Uh, do you have a, any favorite stories or anything like that? 
Well, the story of the forum creation itself is is kind of fun. Um, we started on Facebook. We had a private Facebook group, mm-hmm. and uh, it got very popular very fast. We had like 14,000 members. But the problem was, you know, we would post things, and uh, or people would post things, and we would comment, you know, check out. You know, it was, somebody would ask, like, you know, a, a question that can be answered by some science. And Richard would post a link to science or, or whatever we would post in, you know, with a big explanation. And he would take a lot of time and a lot of care to answer the question, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people would comment, thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. And somebody else would comment. And then, you know, a couple of days later, after his answer had gone, rolled off the screen, People were like, yeah, plus one. I, I want to know this too. And all they had to do was see the previous messages, mm. scroll up, and read the answer. But Facebook isn't set up like that. No. And if you don't, if you're not one of the people who are lucky enough to see the comment that answered the question, it, it might as well not exist. We got to the point where we suspected that searching the, for, the, the Facebook group wasn't yielding results, search results. So Richard tested it by writing a post that had this very technical term in it. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it was some amino acid or some technical thing. Yeah. And then he tried searching for it, nothing. Uh-huh. And a few days later, he tried searching for that exact phrase, mm-hmm. nothing. And we just came to this conclusion that this is ridiculous. We're yeah. Constantly answering the same questions over and over again. Yeah. And and then people are, are just mean mm-hmm. to each other, or they were in our Facebook group. Yeah. I know people that do a much better job of, you know, policing and, and other stuff, but it felt like whack-a-mole to us. We were just like, you know, that's not what I signed up for. We want a community. We want people to be good and excellent to each other. We don't want this, you know, name-calling, and then we got trolls coming in, and it's like, Screw this, man. Yeah. We got to find a solution. So I'm friends with Jeff Atwood, who is a programmer who st- started um, uh, stackoverflow.com. Okay. And stackoverflow.com is a website that software people can use mm-hmm. to ask questions of a technical nature and get answers. And they wrote, uh, he and I think it was Joel Spolsky, wrote this engine this this forum engine and they they put in all of this great stuff like flagging questions that have already been answered um nominating an answer to be the top answer so it's searchable um sometimes people will ask questions that have already been asked before Mm -hmm. and so the software notices that and says hey before you post this check out these or do any of these answer your question yeah so there's all this great stuff. And then there's also the idea that you can um, uh, get status by answering mm-hmm. questions, you know? So yeah, it, it sort of gamifies. System. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a really well done system. So they have this open source version of it, of Stack Overflow, of the engine. And they you can just use it for yeah. free and you can host it yourself. Or they also have this hosted version mm-hmm. where, you know, you pay them and they host it. So 
Jeff gave us a really good deal on a hosted version because we really didn't feel like we wanted to, you know, manage it. Sure. At least in the beginning. And we got started and we told, we, we basically gave our Facebook group a Viking funeral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we had this big picture of a, of, of a Viking ship sailing off on fire, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, you know, we're shutting it down. We gave people plenty of notice. This is where we want you to go. We're starting this new forum. It's not a two keto dudes forum. It's a ketogenic forum. And it's for every, it's for the community, right? It's not our community. Mm-hmm. It's your community. Yeah. And it just worked. Um, the, there are some constraints like you have to actually read posts and look and search for like, I don't know, an hour or two or 45 minutes or something like that before you can post. So that basically gets rid of trolls. I really like So that. nobody's going to just go in there, see a post that they found in, you know, linked in Google and then come in and, you know, crap all over it and sure. leave, which is what they would do on Facebook. Yeah. You know, so that it gets rid of trolls. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, you get the more you use it and the more, you know, you post and you participate in the community, people can flag posts that they think are spammy. And um, then we had some we, we basically got a group of our friends to act as admins mm-hmm. that patrol it. And we have a Slack channel back channel for them so they can discuss, you know, what about this post? Is this spam? Is it helpful? You know, basically our. Yeah. Our definition of spam is, um, you know, somebody who's pushing exogenous ketones mm-hmm. or pushing a product without really helping or uh, without being a part of the community. They just come in and post links to products, Yeah, you know. But then again, if the products are going to help people, you know, it's kind of a, a call. We, we just like people to participate in the community rather than just post links. Sure. So it's been great. And um, last time I checked, we had, I don't know, 30,000, 40,000 people in the forum. Yeah. I could check right now, actually. Cool. Um, then our good friend Nick Mailer mm-hmm. uh, took over hosting of it. Okay. Um, and that was a little bit of a transition. We, we had some funding mm-hmm. um, to expand our reach, and the ketogenic forums came out of that funding. You know, paying for it. Sure. And um, that's when we did the uh, the Obesity Code podcast, and we got mm-hmm. a couple other podcasts going. We really started expanding. And then, um, you know, that, that ended, and mm-hmm. we started a Patreon, and that was barely paying for the forums, and we needed yeah. to get somebody doing social media. So, so basically Nick stepped in and, okay. and took it on. Uh, and thanks to Nick Mailer, it's up and running and humming smooth mm-hmm. as pie. Yeah, Nick's uh, Nick's quite the character. He uh, he's great. Yeah, he he's he brings the comedy to the science, and it's really uh, really awesome to uh, yeah. He's uh, wicked smart too. Oh. Yes, yes. and that's where the humor smart. comes from. That is absolutely where the humor comes from. It's it's absolutely. Um, so, so let me give you some numbers okay, here. Yes, you're you asking me about users. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Dashboard. I'm looking here. Uh, Discourse is the name of the software. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Users per trust level. 22,000 plus 13,000 plus... Yeah, so about about... 
35,000 people. That's a yeah. lot of people, and it's a great yep. resource for every single one of them. Yep. Um, so we will have uh, links to all of this in the show notes for our listeners to make sure that they can they can find and get into the ketogenic forums as as well because they, it really is it's an excellent resource for for people of any level. You have a uh, for the for the newbies there is a newbie section and and so that's yep. a, a really great place to go um, to to get quick answers to those uh, questions that you have early on in your keto journey and then you can dig into the deeper more scientific nerdy stuff uh, there as well because it's all there and that's really cool um, so let's switch gears again real quickly and talk about keto fest you've had two very successful oh, yeah. years of keto fest it was bigger and better this three. year oh three I'm sorry I totally got my yeah we just did the third one in July. That's right. That's right. I had my, my years wrong on that. It's, it's crazy to think that I've been kind of doing this for <laughs> long enough that it would be three years. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, three very successful years, and it keeps getting bigger and better. One of the awesome things that, that you have done consistently with it is that you pretty much crowdfund it for the most part, right? We did the first two years, yeah. and uh, this year we the Kickstarter didn't take. We, okay. we didn't make our goal. Okay. But then, so then we were kind of left with this, and we almost made the goal, and okay. we we had to decide whether we were going to do it or not, you know. But we figured if we just start selling tickets anyway, yeah. and we get uh, all of the people who pledged on Kickstarter to buy tickets, that we'd get pretty close. Yeah, and we did. We we were able to fund it. Cool. Um, I won't say we made any money. We didn't. We we lost a little bit of money actually. Sure. But it was worth it. It was the best uh, keto fest yet. Mm-hmm. This last one, everybody said so. Yeah. But there were a couple of logistical issues. One was it was absolutely searing heat mm-hmm. on Social Saturday. Mm-hmm. That was uh, uh, Saturday in July. It was the hottest day of the year. Okay. And we were afraid that people were going to pass out. You know, but you know what? These are keto people. They're mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. Yes. Plus, they are. we had. We had indoor activities for people if they wanted to get out of the heat. Sure. So it was it was still good. However, it made us reassess what we're going to do next year. Okay. And next year is going to be quite different. Okay. Next year we're going to do it in the fall, oh. probably September. Very nice. So it will be, you know, it will be cooler. It probably won't be 100 degrees. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Um, we are also thinking of moving down on the pier in New London, okay. which is just a big platform right on the water. The Mystic Whaler docks right there. And there's a lot more room. Mm-hmm. And also we're thinking of instead of having Fasting Friday, Social Saturday, Science Sunday, we're thinking of doing everything all uh, on all days. Okay. So we're going to intersperse talks and podcasts mm-hmm. with social activities and food we're going to do a little bit differently. We're, we're thinking of lowering the price mm-hmm. of the ticket. Okay. And then people can buy food from the vendors. Sure. So if somebody wants pig, you know, the pig roast or whatever, mm-hmm. somebody wants pork, you know, they'll pay for that. Somebody wants a burger, they'll pay for that. So, uh, and, and we're going to let the vendors... Uh, do the food sure and i don't mean you know people who are selling um products but you know restaurants sure uh you know somebody who wants to come 
and do the, the people who are going to do the pig are going to sell the pig. People Shh. are going to do the burgers are going to sell the burgers. Sure, that that is one distinction that I that I like about Keto Fest as compared to other conferences. I'm I've been involved with KetoCon uh, the last couple years, and mm-hmm. uh, and and the thing and. Uh, then you've got the low carb conferences as well, which each one has its own little focus to it to a degree. Right. Uh, Keto Fest is not about vendors or uh, uh, product vendors or, or that type of thing. One of the taglines that you've used is turning New London uh, keto for the weekend. And I right. think yeah. you know, so you get local restaurants and you get local food people and and whatnot to come and share their goods uh, with, yep. you know, with with the area. And, and I really and the benefit from that, from what I've observed, and you can confirm this, is that uh, those restaurants are realizing, hey, there are ways that we can easily continue to provide this type of option for people who are looking for a more healthy alternative. Oh, absolutely. And um, and it's really happened. I mean, at RD86, which is sort of the restaurant test kitchen mm-hmm. Uh, RD stands for research and development. 86 is the address, 86 Golden Street. Um, Rob Ramsey, who's the head chef, uh, the owner of RD 86, when I started talking to him about it, he was like, well, I don't cook with sugar or starch mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. And and I'm talking like they really don't. Um, they Of course, they have potatoes and they have French fries and fish and chips and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when he's, when he's braising meat, for example, he doesn't put cornstarch or flour in the in the gravy he thickens it with the vegetables that he cooks mm-hmm. it in and butter you know mm-hmm. he thickens with butter like that's french it's the french <laughs> technique of, they don't they don't use flour in anything it, sure. it makes it taste not good mm-hmm. you know yeah absolutely so he he was like you know i rather than doing you know we're going to be a keto restaurant we're just going to make good food and it's just going to be keto yeah it's going to happen to be that way. Yeah. And uh, Daddy Jack's that does the, the pizza. Mm-hmm. Well, Jack recently has gone ketogenic. And uh, he, he says he's low carb-ish. He's still, <laughs> he's still having a hard time getting away from potatoes. Yeah. And a little pasta once in a while. But he doesn't eat bread and he doesn't eat sugar anymore. And uh, he's actually done a – he does a YouTube uh, – he has a YouTube channel called Cooking with the Blues – where it's just a an iPhone in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and he's showing how to make stuff. And uh, he let me sit in on a couple of them that he made me like a uh, some pork, mm-hmm. uh, like a a pork schnitzel with um, mustard and butter, and uh, just some really good good food. Yeah. And so yeah, they're they're just into it. They're, the restaurants are just like now they know that they can provide low carb options for their customers. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's had a great uh, effect on the town. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know our time is wrapping up uh, right now. You've got another podcast to run to in a couple minutes. So any parting shots uh, and then also where can people connect with you, whether it be online um, or just in general? Well, um, go to two keto dudes.com. And that's our podcast. And I just tell people, start listening from episode one. And here's the important thing. Look at the links that we put in the show notes. Because those are, you know, to research, to science. We also have a whole bunch of aliases 
two keto you know two keto.com mm-hmm. so we have science.2keto.com which is a blog post highlighting some of the science that we like um we have uh have forum.2keto.com which goes to the the forums mm-hmm. we have blog.2keto.com which is our our blog that has all a lot of great recipes um so we have what else do we have fb.2keto.com which is facebook we have amazon.2keto.com which is products we like at amazon uh that you can buy there uh what oh the keto kitchen is a facebook group that carrie started mm-hmm. and i joined and that's uh sort of where you can uh talk to us also we have a patreon account patreon.2keto.com and if you uh, pledge $20 or more a month, you get access to an exclusive Facebook group, mm-hmm. Two Keto Dudes Gold. And there's a, it's a smaller contained community. So, yes, we're back on Facebook, but we're, you know, we're doing a little self-selection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I totally, totally get that. Yeah. Um, that's one of the great things about the, the Keto Man's Club is it's, uh, we, we only take in people who actually know what keto is. Um, yeah. and we don't really, we're not geared for newbies and then we only take in men. And so we kind of have the ability to kind of pick and choose. And luckily we've only had to kick out a couple, couple people and, uh, we very rarely have to reject anyone. Um, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's good. So to it's be- really interesting that you have this, you know, men's only thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet, I bet you get some blowback from people, but you know, there are plenty of co-ed communities out sure. there. Why did you, if I can turn the tables mm-hmm. on you, why did you decide to do a men's only group? Do you think that there are issues that men have that women don't have? What's what's the story there? So the initial idea, what, from, and I didn't start it myself. Jim, our, one of our, our podcast co-hosts, he started it. But his idea was he was largely tired of the the Facebook groups that constantly had the beginner questions and he was mm-hmm. looking to create a, a, a space for people just to kind of live keto and right. uh, not necessarily even be so keto focused um, you know, sort of science and questions and everything like that. There, there was space for that, but not always, you know, the same beginner questions. So that was the, the one of the primary things, but then he mm-hmm. also noticed a gap in the market where there or in the, in the space where, there was lots and lots of uh, co-ed space uh, groups, and there was also a mm-hmm. lot of female-only groups, but there weren't right. a lot of male. And so he's like, well, why not just have a men's-only group for guys that happen to be keto to hang out? And that's what okay. it's really been uh, largely, and we hear a lot of success stories from our members. And that's cool. So, yeah, it has, it's been very, very cool to get to do that. And, yeah, we get some some questions sometimes they're a little bit more beginner but we have ways to respond to that in in the way that right. we need to and and get still get them the answers that they need just we sometimes redirect them to other sources to to find them uh yeah. and and so it's been uh, really good to to have that but it's just a a tribe of men that's 2700 plus strong at this point uh that uh really are doing life together and we just happen to be keto and that's really been uh, a really cool thing. And I've, out of that, I have uh, started to develop friendships that are really, truly uh, best friend-like uh, in, in nature. Cool. It's been really, really cool. Well, congratulations. That's yes. awesome. And I'm 
happy to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, feel free to join the group. As, you know, if you if you have, I know that you probably don't have much time to stay on Facebook, but if you want to join, you are welcome to join the group. We'll make sure that you don't even have to answer the questions. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll become a member. Okay. Very cool. Who well, is it that said I'm leery of any club that would have me as a member? <laughs> <laughs> Groucho yeah. Marx, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not sure, I, that, but it, it does make sense. Um, <laughs> does make sense. Okay, well, Carl, thank you so much for your time this morning. I know you've got to run at this point because you're going straight into a Two Keto Dudes recording session. Tell Carrie hi yeah. for me. Uh, okay, and, and we will uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see you around. Okay. All right. Thanks, Chris. Well, gents, that was the interview. What do you think? He knows his stuff. The one thing that um, that I really appreciated and liked was, uh, well, I shouldn't say the one thing, but um, one of the things that stuck out to me was that phrase about um, metabolically deranged. Mm-hmm. And we, again, talked about this uh, before we started the recording. I, I have never heard that before, um, but it is a perfect um, analogy um, to how so many people are doing in just their way of life because no matter what they're trying to do, they're trying to find the way that is works best for them. And they just keep struggling and they bounce back and forth and everything. So yeah, your body can only take so much before it just kind of goes a little crazy and whatnot. So I really appreciated that part of the conversation that you guys had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mentioned it in our, in our interview with, with him, but I, I learned that from his, his co-host, uh, his previous co-host, Richard, uh, who's just a in, super intelligent guy. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm, I miss him, but I'm glad to hit the, to see Carrie on the show too. Uh, but uh, Richard is a, is a great guy too. And maybe we'll be able to get him on the podcast too. Alberto, what were some of your impressions from the conversation? I thought it overall was really good. I mean, uh, like obviously I've heard of the name and that podcast is on a very long list of podcasts that I mean to listen to. But when it comes to podcasts, like I'm like a kid, i like, oh, look, new podcast. And then I go that way, and then there I am for two, three weeks on end. So that list never gets any shorter. They're definitely on it, and they're, they're creeping their way up. And I, I, I have listened to a few episodes. Uh, what I thought was pretty cool was even uh, how he was saying everything down to how his musical career and his mm-hmm. musical uh, skills mm-hmm. even improved down to the inflammation in his fingers. And, mm-hmm. and, and you were even mentioning it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Like stamina, the the power of your voice and and like, Mm -hmm. like stuff that you would never think of that. Obviously, if you do enough and then you change your diet, you're like, wow, even even this is getting better. Just kind of goes to show you that it it, it improves everything once your your body and your metabolism are in a thriving state. It it really is. Um, I'm not I will not say that I'm God's gift to man when it comes to singing, but I'm, I'm pretty solid. But one of the things that, you know, when I was metabolically having issues, uh, you know, I, I would end up, uh, having to force myself to warm up a whole lot more. And then I have nights like tonight, I had to run to church real quick and uh, help out with worship, with youth worship at church before we, uh, before I came home to, to record with you guys. And, uh, it was me on the keys and my, our worship leaders like, Hey, I need you on some backup vocals. Let's get him a mic. And I, yes, I'd sang a little bit in the car on the way home just to, to kind of refresh myself on the, the songs and whatnot. But uh, it, it was it was just one of those things that we I, I had it. 
it was there. Um, and so, yeah, we, uh, it, you know, it, it's just crazy that the change that our bodies go through as we heal and all of that. Well, I, I have a little bit of, uh, a little bit of that musical ability as well. And I appreciate what he was saying mm-hmm. about, um, just that, I guess it's one of those things that you've, when you talk about keto, you talk about the way of eating, you, you think, okay, I'm here to lose weight in some way, or I'm going to do this for, you know, the overall health. Well, overall health can go drill down to whether or not you sound froggy when you're mm-hmm. clearing your throat all the time, or you have, you know, a clean pathway that you can take a deep breath and just, you know, rock the rafters. So all of these things tie in just kind of like we were talking about before the interview with the uh, kid who's eating Pringles mm-hmm. and uh, French fries and all, or whatever all that stuff is. And yeah, you don't think those things connect. Hey, they all do, man. They all do. Yeah, they really do. So this week was uh, was a really great interview, great conversation, um, kind of like meeting one of my mentors that never knew that he was a mentor. Uh, so that that was a really uh, incredible uh, time for me, um, and he was very gracious with his time and his experience with us. So I'm I'm thankful that he shared his story with us. Um, let's review real quickly how people connect with us. Um, uh, like we mentioned before, you can get our web, our, our, our Facebook group, our podcast. You can get to all of our socials um, uh, by going to theketomansclub.com. And so you'll, you'll be able to get access to all of that easily enough that way. Um, we can review those real quickly. I am at Duckman Keto on Instagram. Jim? Uh, my Instagram is Jim Inman Jr. Jim Inman Jr. Okay, and Alberto. I am uh, the Keto Cholo for all my keto stuff and capital underscore painter for all of my automotive painting shenanigans. Yes. And poor uh, capital underscore painter has had a rough week <laughs> with a demo trailer that has a short built in that pretty much blew everything up inside of that trailer, electric wise, oh. uh, while I was setting up to do a demo at a shop. So yeah. It's been fun. (laughs) Um, I'm hoping no no permanent damage was done. Um, That sounds not so great. Well, the computer still works, but everything else, it might be shot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That sounds like an expensive electrical short. Um, And you can connect with our podcast at at Keto uh, Keto Man's Club Podcast. Um, And if you have a comment or a question, uh, say you have... Uh, interest in being on the show or inquiries about the show in general, you can email us at keto man's club podcast at gmail.com. We really do appreciate you listening and tuning in. Uh, it means a lot to us that you, uh, that you take the time, uh, any parting shots, gents, before I give our outro. Um, I want to do a quick reminder. Um, we've talked about how our group has grown, uh, since it started back in April, 2017 and um the group is it, it, we do have some beginners in there but it is for guys who are a little bit more advanced on the keto way of eating and whatnot um with that we have a couple of security questions that we ask people to do just to make sure that they are already familiar with this way of eating and are not coming in with the idea of 
I want to know about keto. Where do I begin? Well, that's kind of up to you. Um, once you've kind of gone through that uh, one-on-one information and you've done a little bit of work on your own end, we would love to have you join us. We're growing every day. It's not meant to be discouraging at all. We just want you to have, and the, the security questions, let me tell you, are very basic. So mm-hmm. it just tells us, hey, you do know what this is kind of thing. Um, so if you do want to join us, we would love to have you. You can find us, as Chris shared, um, on Facebook and through theketomansclub.com. Um, just make sure that you know what your macros are and that you've been doing this for a little bit. And that's all we really need to know. And then you're in to the coolest group on Facebook um, that so. might just have awards for 19 or 2019. Ooh. But we'll talk about that at a later time. <laughs> nice. Alberto, any parting shots? Is there a award for least amount of shirts worn? <laughs> <laughs> you already won it. <laughs> I'm asking for a name. friend. I don't know that we can give that to the person who it's going to be named for. <laughs> the, the Alberto Free Keto Nipple Award of the Year goes to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. And I'm okay I'm with just this. having images of what the logo is going to be and how this award is shaped, and I'm just thinking, oh, this is not safe for work anymore. <laughs> it's just going to be a big pepperoni <laughs> <laughs> with, with a pencil eraser right in the middle. <laughs> oh my gosh! We, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes, gents. That's how it goes. And I'm not going to edit any of this out. Uh, No, 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 no. This is exactly who we are. We had somebody that commented about how they loved our interaction with one another. Well, here's what you get, boys and girls. Um, We knew we hit it off really, really quickly, really, really well. But uh, I'm not sure we realized how well that was. (laughs) Um. Okay, well, I think that's it for this week. Until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>